0: Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on Webmaster Radio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz.
1: Welcome to Mobile Presence, and this time we're really changing it up because we are live at Mobile Growth Summit in San Francisco, which is an awesome event. I've been able to connect with a lot of marketers, a lot of people I'm going to bring back to the show, but we're going to have a show from here live for a change, which is really exciting because it's usually in the studio. And we've got a really lively guest, I'd like to say. We've got, yes we do indeed, we've got Phil Spielberg. He is the CEO, founder, president, I would just say the man, the boss. (laughs) over at Game Changer, which is a great name for your company as well because it's, a, it's, a, it's in a space where it is a game changer now. We're talking about creatives, we're talking about performance. It's something that marketers are interested in. I know all about the company, but Phil, maybe you just want to kick it off for our audience. Tell us a little bit about what Game Changers is.
2: Sure, thank you. Thanks for having me back. So, Game Changer SF um, is a company that started in 2012, and we're really a data science company focused on mobile apps, um, and we do user acquisition. We do uh, more and more creative development right now, which is what we're here talking about, how we're using data and multivariate techniques to to get winning creative for our clients. Um, You know, and and we're just really excited to be here talking creative.
1: Absolutely, and it's an exciting topic, because as I said, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, this is, Maybe not the year, because it actually started before, but you're feeling like the groundswell now of saying, if I want to engage an audience, you know, what they see is important. And if I can fine tune that, if I can figure out how to make it more. More exciting, more interesting for my audience, then I'm going to keep them interested. I'm going to acquire the users I want because they find it very interesting. That's pretty much it. I mean, that's me as a layman talking about it. No, I think you got
2: it. Yeah, (laughs) but what's
1: what's sort of like the pitch you're, you're you're giving when you're talking to marketers? I mean, do they? Is that their mindset, or do they see other benefits in this?
2: I mean, there's some really great discussion at the conference about the right way to do creative right now, and you know, there, there. I think there are a lot of ways to get to the same place, but ultimately, you know with programmatic buying becoming bigger, with uh, targeting being done based on look-alike audiences, creative is becoming a bigger lever than it ever used to be that determines, you know, winners and losers. So it's really important for us to have a perspective on how to get the best creative. So we've come up with our solution, which is, you know, obviously like, we knew many years ago that you needed to have a lot of creative concepts that you would test with audiences to see what resonated the most. But what we found now is that you know, as we vary the components, the variables inside a particular creative, we're seeing so much uh, variation in the way that creative performs. So it's almost like, it's almost been surprising as we built the tools to do on the fly multivariate testing for every creative that we put out there. We see that so much of the variation in the performance you get is actually the variables within a creative idea. So even more difference than between creative ideas within a particular creative idea, the variables that were changing, and I'm talking about things like in the gameplay if you're a game, uh, maybe the character, the spokesperson, uh, colors of you know buttons, uh, calls to action, these things that we thought were like minor executional details are actually driving a lot of the variation. So our pitch is we've created a system for ourselves. It, it actually, I think I've told you this, it started as a production system because we needed to make a lot of localizations, we needed to make a lot of Custom sizes for different networks, so we needed to come up with a way not to create a thousand videos manually And then we realized that that same system could be used for multivariate testing so then we needed to you know, make those videos. Um, then we needed to figure out how to upload them. That was the next step, because you're not doing 1,000 videos manually. And then the reporting system. We realized that the current reporting systems couldn't handle variables. They weren't built for it. So we built a reporting system. And so we call that multivid and that's our answer. You know, that's our you know, particular take on how you get the best performing creative. But one of the big topics almost every session here is about how do you get the best creative. So I think it's just a really exciting time to be working on this.
1: There's so much noise in the industry too, as you said, every session is about it. I mean, there's no one way, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on maybe, maybe not the do's because that will depend on your app and your category and your audience, but maybe some definite don'ts.
2: Yeah, I I can give you that's actually easier. Yeah, I, I would say so much of what we're seeing right now tells me that when you have a creative concept for an ad and you execute it and you have one execution, like the way that execution performs is almost noise on what's possible because we're seeing a 100 versions of uh, an ad. So I would say don't do that. Don't have one, uh, one version. Find a way to do what I'm talking about. To have at least two, three variables that you're testing and find the best particular execution of your creative. Because a lot of what we've been looking at, what we called good performance or bad performance, turned out to be noise once you saw the greater, once you zoomed out and saw what was actually happening. So to me, it's like figure out a way, a process that fits with your, you know, either, you know, either seek out somebody who, who does this or find the way to do it internally, but don't just put one thing out there and think that you have data, right? That's the big don't.
1: An interesting point is you do have some data. We won't go into all of it because I'm right. a bit of a data nerd, and I was like going to do this offline at some point. But we will we not, still will. absolutely, absolutely, we will. But I was going to ask, you know, a little bit of the top line results because it's exciting. You know, when marketers are thinking, should I buy into this? Should I do this? What's the difference? Right. What's what's the real uplift? What can I expect? You know, you've got some great data that actually says uh, more than you would imagine. Actually,
2: yeah. I mean, so this is the the thing that shocked me. Is that you know take like three, four, five creative concepts for for an app, right? And and do a bunch of these tests. What you'll see is, it's like the results are normally distributed. So statistically speaking, a lot of these creatives perform roughly the same way, but the execution is what has all the variance. So we're you know like if you're I think we talked if you're like trying to predict when a train will get somewhere, right? You want a you want a, you, you want a predictable distribution. When you want the best performing creative, you want the outliers. We're outlier hunting. That's basically the business of what we're in. So what I'm seeing is the way to find the outliers is to basically take a lot of take a lot of shots on goal. And so um, within a concept, we're seeing a 30, 40, 50 percent improvement in, in like sort of what we've seen before. Because uh, like whether a concept performed great or not so great really does now look like noise. So we, we wanna see a bunch of executions of the same thing to find the outlier.
1: To find the real one. So it's yeah. not like, oh, this really is interesting. No, it might not be that at all. So you have to do like, what? Several tests to find this really is outstanding. You know, this change really did make a difference. Is that yes, how it goes?
2: like absolutely. Some of the smallest changes we made, changing a hair color of an animated character doubled the performance of the ad. These are not things I would have predicted, you know? And it's not like, uh, uh, you know, when we looked at uh, uh, creatives that performed well in the past, and we said, okay, this performed well, we should make some changes to it and see what that does. Some of these changes were too small for us to even consider in the past. We just wouldn't have thought some of these really minor changes. People just seem to have a visceral reaction to certain things, right? Like, because, you know, they're making this decision in a split second when they see the ad. So the things that catch their eye are not always predictable. Like we stand the better chance of predicting the category of things that might uh, influence the decision, not the thing itself, right? Like,
1: how granular should 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 a marketer go? I mean, you talked about the color of hair, okay, but you could even like go emoji on this. You can say, well, the style of the hair, you know, and all sorts of things. I mean, how do yeah. you how do you sort of like find that golden middle where you're like improving and optimizing right. but you're not getting so far down in the weeds that you're like making minor changes that don't move the right needle very much and
2: I think the answer depends on what your technology and process is like we can get in the weeds because we set up a system to get in the weeds and sometimes the stuff in the weeds is what works and sometimes things don't move the needle at all so you start with assumptions that are reasonable like hey, gameplay or different characters, like, you know, we did G.I. Joe, there's like a bunch of characters. So, you, you know, the first test was, hey, we had these five iconic characters, which of them is going to perform? That one's easy. But then it was like, oh, what if you use a different helmet? Like what if the whole, you know, throw a big, giant American flag behind this? Like, you know, you start with some hypotheses, uh, when, when you get down the road, you get smaller, right? Like you see the big stuff and you're like, okay, what else? And when you get to the what else, sometimes you find small ones. But again, this is within a concept. Like, you'll have completely different concepts that you're also messing with. So, you know, there are like essentially two dimensions to this. There's the like sort of lateral concepts and there's the vertical executions. That's the way I think of it.
1: Well, I love this topic, and we do have to go to break right now, but we are going to come back and we're going to talk about, I think, a little bit about the data, but some of those more exciting outliers as well. I mean, marketers, you will be surprised to know the changes you can make and the uplift you can get. So we're going to go to break, so don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you
3: to our sponsors. That's podcast.wmr.fm
0: It passes before it's noticed A slight rising of the eyebrows A widening of the eyes It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience Within a tenth of a second the reaction has passed But not without leaving its mark Someone found what they're looking for Visit intendedpodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences Marketing on Purpose.
3: LPO, Landing Page Optimization, where we make marketers great using design, data, psychology and attitude. Join our host, Brian Massey, best known as the Conversion Scientist, as he sits down with leading marketers to help you create campaigns that deliver. LPO, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz.
1: We're back to mobile presence at the amazing mobile growth summit here in san francisco and if you can make it down that's awesome there are also shows in new york and other cities definitely a great place to talk to people in the industry which is what we're doing right now because i've got phil spielberg as i said before from game changers and um, you know you got me interested outliers you know outlier hunting because if you can nail the outlier right. then you can really move the needle on your app so some hints on Outlaw hunting. How do I how do I get prepared for this one?
2: So I mean, I could just tell you um, some of the stuff. I'll tell you the process where we found some. So um, this more app that I did as a as a uh, case study. This was one where first we, you know, it's, a, it's an app that doesn't have like, it's not a game. It's a, a reward app that shows you a, um, ads. So we created a campaign for it. We made like a virtual spokesperson. So we experimented with, you know, male, female characters, different kind of features. And we came up with um, this woman we call Sadie, right? She just kind of, you know, she has a certain look. And then we said, okay, like that's pretty good. We were getting 10, 20% improvements and then we said, let's just mess with her appearance. Like, I wonder what, you know, her hair is brown. What if we made it blue? What if we made it rainbow? What if we put it up? What if we put it down? Yeah, yeah. And that started to really move the needle. Like, blue hair down, doubled performance. Just, wouldn't I wouldn't have,
1: You would not imagine that.
2: You um, wouldn't, and, and I don't know that you could repeat that on a different app, but we, we just kind of, like, follow that road, and then when we run out of road, we try to find the side road, and sometimes that's where it is. And if that didn't work, we would just start on some other path, right? We would maybe mess with the background more, or the other thing we tested, for example, um, that that the way you get rewards in that app are gift cards. So we had like 50 gift cards available to us. We tested those cards. Amazon did the best, right? So just you know these so these things aren't hard though because you identify the major v- variables in your uh, in your app and then in your ad and then you. Vary those, and once you run out of those, you start nitpicking at the small stuff. And sometimes you hit the jackpot with the small stuff.
1: So, I should be looking at the variables, and I should be doing different versions. I mean, is there any rule of thumb to say, okay, do 10 or 20 or 40? Well, I mean, 50, you, get, 100?
2: you get to some ridiculous numbers pretty fast. So, our like, our we try to do like like four by four is probably the biggest because you get a lot of variation if you think about a couple of audiences, a couple of localizations, because you might get different answers for different audiences. So, it depends, like if you're doing one big look-alike audience and it's you know one country, one platform, as uh, S'more is for us, it's US and Android. So we could we do pretty deep stuff. So sometimes you have to make compromises because you could, like if you do the math, the permutations get out of control fast. You can come up with you know, 100,000 yeah. Variations, and then it and really, you can
1: come up with one heck of a budget for that as that's well. That's the problem. Yeah. It'll
2: take you like three weeks, and and you know you'll have some ads with like two impressions, and so you you do you do over time start to hone in on it. I like I like things between twenty five and a hundred, like those kind of results, because you could run that in a reasonable amount of time. But if you have millions of dollars, then you can go crazy because you'll get results. Yeah. You can do
1: that anyway, actually, if you co- have a couple million dollars. Yeah, if
2: you have a couple of million, then go for it. Have a test it's, of it's thousands. It's
1: interesting how emotional this topic is because I was actually in the ladies' restroom and there was this debate breaking out in there between marketers. They were in there and they're saying, you know, I heard in that session we're supposed to change it up in videos. He must be crazy. It costs $10,000 <laughs> to do a video. Why would I do a couple of them and test it? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw that devil's advocate question out because I was I was in there and I thought this yeah. is interesting this is gonna be there's gonna be a debate going on in the bathrooms about this because because they're very emotional about it you know you tell a newbie marketer they got to put out 10k for a video and then do it four or five times
2: but that's the thing so like not to pitch the multi-vid product okay. too much but okay, but, but it seriously. but it actually but it actually doesn't cost more to do videos so it, it's a remember it's a technology so we script stuff on the front end so there's a bit more work you pay a little more than you would for one video but then you do get 250 videos because remember we're not like they're thinking we're sitting there producing it. So I think they kind yeah. of missed the point Yeah, the point is we've automated the rendering like we set it up and then it'll render overnight and oh. you'll come in the next morning And you have your 250 videos. Oh. So I'm not telling them to spend more okay. like, in fact They would spend so you
1: should have been in there talking to I should them. have been in the ladies room no, probably not. No, probably not. But <laughs> so, no seriously, I, I think that that's a misconception.
2: It is a misconception. Well, that's that's what we were after because it costs more than one video, but it costs less than five. You know what I mean? So, it certainly co- doesn't cost, like, what, like what people come with that perception, and I think one of my challenges as a marketer is there's an anchor price over there, right? Like people have an idea of what a creative should cost, and I'm trying to introduce a whole new way of doing it. So, I'm trying to get people to accept a different kind of price structure, which is, You're not going to pay a hundred thousand dollars for creative, but you shouldn't expect to pay what you paid for one video either. Right,
1: it's somewhere in the middle because you're taking, as you said, you're rendering it, so you're sort of like mixing it up in your own system. And uh, you know, I I guess what happens. I'm just speaking as a layman, but what you're able to do is just make these minute changes with the one piece of collateral, marketing collateral, the one asset that you have. Right.
2: Right. Well. So the way to think about it is just the way um, Photoshop has layers. Yeah. We create layers. So they're like let's just say that, let's say there are three pieces. You know like uh, we tell a story in ten seconds, right? So opening, middle, closing. So let's just say we have three pieces. Uh, you know three pieces, and for each one of those, we have three variations. So we have three layers on each one of those, right? Three by three by three. Yeah. It's gonna render. You know, start one, start two, start three, start one, start two, start. Uh, sorry, it's going to render, it's going to basically run through all the permutations, right? I didn't yeah. do that well. So, ending, so start one, middle one, uh, end one. Okay. Then it's going to do, let's say, start two, middle one, Got middle, uh, end one.
1: I get, start, it. Right? I, I get to, it, I get right, it, I get it.
2: So, there's not a human sitting there doing this. and that's. I why get it, I,
1: it's, it's matching up. I mean, who makes the decision or what is it in the system that says, hey, let's throw in that blue hair now?
2: Right. Does that's that come from factor. like that's the
1: human factor? <laughs> that's, so, that's with our
2: clients. So yeah. you work
1: with your client. It's like we've got all these different permutations, all these sort of like parallels of what of the original creative. Right. And now let's mix it up a little bit.
2: Right. And just to be clear, like we those are the human factors, and I don't want to make it sound like every one of these things is a success. Sometimes you pick things and you don't get variation, and you just go back and pick other things. So it is it does work better. That's iterative. If somebody comes to us for one video and they don't get variation, I always feel a little guilty I'll say okay let's just let's throw in another one and we'll get the variation so you know garbage in garbage out right we can all we can design bad creative if we wanted to but we you know we tend to like build up learning over time so the human intuition right the the things you know about your product still play right because people will come and they'll say I can go with an emotional appeal, or I could be very functional. Like, this is the way my product makes you feel, this is what you do with my product. Like, these are the things we know we should test, right? So, and we could do, all you know, a lot of times we can do that, all that within the context of one creative. We
1: activity. talk a lot about the
2: video, but do you do all creative formats? We do, I mean, it's 80% of our creative these days is video. So, I talk a lot about video. The most engaging. Yeah, and it's, it's really like the way you show things off the best. But there are categories like kids apps, branded kids apps do very well on, um, on uh, static you know, display ads. The, multi, the, the process is much easier because then you literally could just use script in Photoshop. So it's, it's an easier problem to solve, but you still need the upload and the reporting. So, it's still so what
1: about the human element within your company? I mean, I come to you with all my assets. And I might say, you know, I'm dead set on a video when actually it should be interstitial. How does that work? Do you like sit and consult with me or um, just trying to understand how I would engage sure. with game changers?
2: I mean, we, we try to understand your goals before we get into like, what the execution should be. We really try to understand what you're trying to achieve. We have you know, seven years of history. We try to see what we have that, that might inform us, and then we, we work through it. If you come and you're like, I absolutely need this form of creative, we won't argue with you. We'll just try to, you know... Customer always says up- best. Sometimes they screw it up, but still, Well, you know. I mean, we won't consciously help people fail. That's our policy. Okay. Like, if okay. it's awful, we, we'll try not to make it. We probably won't make it. But right. if it's reasonable, we'll tell you what we think, and we'll work with you. Okay. We don't tend to have that many disagreements with our clients. Like, not not meaningful ones. Like, we'll we'll have, like, some friendly, like, hey, I think this is going to work, or I think this is going to work. But we could do that in the context of our system. Like, that's, you know... We, we have much less discussions about what will work and more discussions about how do we set it up to test. Right, I, like I was always bad at picking winning creative out of a lineup. I'm
1: always horrible at that. They always tell you, you know, at the conferences, you know, was it A or was it B? And i like that one, were, and, and I was wrong. But, you know, and the uplift is astounding.
2: Um, I'm colorblind so it's even harder for me I really rely on data
1: (laughs) okay we're gonna talk about some of that data we do have to go to break right now Phil I almost hate to do it but we will come back we've got one last segment full of really cool stuff to discuss so don't go away we'll be right back after the break
0: mobile presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on Webmaster Radio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz.
1: back at Mobile Presence. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz. This is Mobile Growth Summit. It is a fun event and I'm talking to some great people, including our guest. Phil, before the break, we were talking about game changers. We were talking about outlier hunting, you know, figuring out the creative that's really going to nail it. But ultimately, what you need to tell marketers is about the data. You know, you have to convince them this is worth it. I'm convinced it's worth it because I've seen seen some some of the data. I've seen some of the data. I mean, we can't do this. This is a podcast, but imagine for a moment, we're going to take our audience into some of that cool data that'll be work I'll probably be writing about in an article pretty soon. But um, you showed me one slide that was just mind blowing because you thought there wasn't much of an uplift, but if you look at it differently, you see this gradient that's really revealing. So tell us, you know, audio, bring yes. us, bring us, bring us through that because that is a pretty shocking. Uh, it's an eye opener, really. Yeah,
2: I would, I, I'm looking forward to like putting putting the data out there so people can see it. But in this particular case, we presented the slide today where I had a um, three different creative concepts and I had results. Right? There's a KPI. Just imagine it's a KPI and you know one of the creatives outperforms the other two and it's pretty clear right there's one data point and then um in the next slide i showed the that it was actually a hand-picked data point out of three creatives where there were 30 other data points and the data point i showed and the hypothesis you came to was completely the wrong one because i picked them in a way that they were just sort of noise right and that actually represents the way I think we've been doing creative for since the beginning. So we haven't of, been
1: looking at the right KPIs, or we've been just like limited to CTR only, or what is it? It's
2: like we—it's almost like we didn't have the microscope to see what was going, the, the full view of what was going on. We were focused on one data point where it was actually like a much, b- part of a much bigger picture. And now we have, the, we have the technology and the means to really explore like what a particular creative concept could yield. So I think we've been doing it wrong, you know, because we were doing the tools. It's not like developing for the, you know, NES was bad because it was 8-bit. That was the technology we had. So that, like, this kind of advertising that I think most of us, you know, even us until recently were doing, is sort of 8-bit advertising in an HD world. It's
1: kind of interesting because I'm thinking about like the thinking I've been hearing about CPIs for example. You know there was this school of thought's like too expensive, not going to touch it. And now you've got people who say, "No, you look at it and you see that they're engaging, it's a highly valuable audience." So yes, I will go up beyond $11 right, CPI, because you know, I'm getting because the return. I'm yeah. getting the return. So is it the same thing in creatives we were looking at maybe CTR and we should have been looking at, you know, number of sessions or something like that? I mean,
2: possibly, but what I'm saying isn't so much that we're looking at the wrong KPI. I'm saying we were looking at one data point that was part of a bigger, bigger story.
1: So maybe like day three instead of day six maybe, or but, but day seven.
2: It, you know, my point is that like it was one execution of a creative idea and there were 30 other possibilities and what we thought was signal was noise, you know? Yeah. So whatever KPI you're looking at, if you're looking at just one execution of a creative, and one result, like you, that's just a, that's like a dart throw.
1: Exactly. So, so what should it be ideally? What what would be the ideal approach to arriving at a conclusive uh, decision, an
2: outcome? I mean, the 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 most the, like the interesting answer is. I think we're just scratching the surface of it because we're doing three by three by three, four by four by four. We're looking we used to look at one or two data points now we're looking at 30 to 100. So I haven't looked at a 1, thousand, a hundred thousand. maybe we can do that in a bit. but I think certainly you'd want like a three by three by three. Like if you had three variables that you executed three different ways, 27 ads for every creative idea, that would be my recommendation.
1: That's a good start yeah I it think really it's a, a great solid start. start and I mean to be fair we're talking about human behavior right and it makes me think it sounds like incrementality you know I right. love that I love that discussion it's like what really what really drove me to download app X right. and it could be that someone just told me on you know on the street it was no ad I saw it was not right. even like an outdoor out of home ad it was just me so I mean to be fair there's there's a lot of variables there
2: right and we're just trying to kind of in some ways we're we're hacking the like why in some ways and getting to the what because the wise gets into a lot of human psychology like we'll look at results and go why do people react to blue hair and we go well probably because they like you know we adapt to what's expected right and we didn't expect blue hair on this ad and we saw it and it engaged us right like but that's a That's just me trying to work a story into that. Yeah,
1: exactly. The the data won't tell you that, but it is interesting. Like fine tweaks make a big difference. You talked about the blue hair. Um, In closing, like what is the biggest surprise you've had? You've worked with some major brands. Maybe you can just share an anecdote where it was like it even it even blew your mind. You thought, wow, you know, we're onto something here.
2: Well, I mean, I I think I I keep coming back to it, but I really thought that most of creative performance was in the creative execution, like the creative idea, and just the amount of variance we can get by uh, doing multivariate testing. I really thought we were talking about 10, 20%. I didn't think we were talking about these like hundreds of percent differences. So the scale of what we're seeing is really what's surprising me. Like, it it was, you know, I think the first time we talked, I said, you know, I've been looking at the data and I just have to come to the conclusion that we've been doing it wrong, like for 50 years or however long we've been doing modern advertising. And that's not like a small, like that's not anything I would say, I wouldn't say that lightly. So it's been pretty shocking. Like I was looking for something small and got something big.
1: I mean, these are in, in, ca- in some cases, you know, 2x and 3x is what we're talking the difference about. difference
2: between not being profitable and being very nicely profitable, you know.
1: Oh, that, that's something to take home. Yeah, that's, that's food for thought. We're coming to the close, Phil. It won't be the last time we speak, for sure. I hope not. In, In the meantime, fun. I'm sure that people are saying, hey, you know, I want to find out more about Game Changer. I might want to even dig into that data if you ever do like some amazing blog post. How can people keep up to date with you?
2: We actually, I think we have the case study up on uh, GameChangerSF.com. So there's a, a case study section where we share a lot of the data. I'll, I'll probably pu- I'll publish parts of today's presentation there, but people can follow us on Twitter at GameChangerSF and uh, email me at Phil at GameChangerSF. I love talking about this stuff, so email me, uh, tell me I'm right. Tell me me I'm wrong. Tell me you have data that says something else. I love those kind of discussions. And
1: it's going to be an ongoing one for sure. It's a hot topic in 2020. I am delighted to have you on the show. Thanks again, Phil.
2: Thanks, Peggy. And it's always a pleasure.
1: Absolutely. And everybody listening in, hey, we're doing this live. So this is, you know, not scripted. So I'll, you'll just uh, end it the way I think I usually do, which is, first of all, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker iHeartRadio, just by searching Mobile Presence, there I got that right, and don't forget you can also check out early episodes on webmasterradio.fm. You can also check out snippets and bits and approaches, uh, sort of articles around the podcast, they're over at mobilegroove.com. Mobilegroove.com is also where you can find my portfolio of app marketing and content marketing services. And it's a wrap, friends. Have a great day, and remember, every minute is mobile, make every minute count. We'll see you soon.